everyone. Right now on TU Island, it's 9.03 p.m. on Wednesday, May 6, 2020. Now for today's announcements. Today, there's a brand new podcast for us to listen to. This podcast explores the universe of the popular video game series Animal Crossing, developed and published by Nintendo. It's a life simulator with many activities to explore and animals to befriend. Anyways, that's all for tonight. Enjoy listening. This is Truly Universal. Welcome to Truly Universal, the podcast where we discuss all things Catholic in another universe. My name is not Rents, it's actually Matt, and I'm going to be hosting our Animal Crossing episode of Truly Universal. Let me introduce our entire panel today. Uh, We have me, Matt. We have Meg. As our guests, we have Father Raj returning, and we have a new... uh, new villager in our campsite, uh, would you please introduce yourself in a couple of sentences? Hi, my name's Cam, and I live in Cancun. (laughs) Very, very nice. (laughs) Very, very good pun. So Animal Crossing is a life simulation game where people play as a human character who lives in a village inhabited by anthropomorphic animals. That is, animals that have human traits, they have human speech, and they walk on two legs, and they basically act as people do. And in these games, uh, activities include, but are not limited to, uh, fishing, bud catching, fossil hunting, and interior and exterior decorating. As fans of this game series, uh, I'd like to ask each and every one of our panel today, uh, what introduced you to the video game series Animal Crossing? Let's start with uh, Father Rush. Yeah, uh, I've been playing uh, the Animal Crossing franchise for for a while now. Wow, it's, gosh, it's about 20 years now, 18, 19 years, 2002, when the first Animal Crossing game came out on the GameCube. And so um, I was there back in the day um, with uh, all, you know, with with Rossetti. For those longtime fans, I hated Rossetti. He was a mole and uh, it was was pretty, pretty obnoxious, but... Yeah, that's how I got introduced to it um, back in the in the GameCube days. To those of our fans who maybe just joining Animal Crossing from like New Leaf or the recently released uh, New Horizons, uh, Mr. Rossetti was this mole who, if you shut off your game, he would lecture you for shutting off your game without saving and encourage you to save it. If you did it repeatedly, he would yell at you and he would get angrier and angrier with you to the point where he would make you verbally say what he wants you to say as an apology, like you would type it out on a keyboard. How about you, Meg? Uh, how did you first get into Animal Crossing? Uh, game, the GameCube one? Wait, what's the Animal Crossing? It's just called Animal Crossing. Oh. <laughs> okay. So the GameCube one was the first time. Um, I was like probably in like middle school, and I just like the idea of like acting like an adult, but having like animal friends. The whole 
interior design aspect was cool too having my own house um and then my dad entered the game and just took up all the time with the turnip game and i would like wake up at like 10 p.m as like an eight-year-old and be like dad why are you up and he'd be like turnips honey turnips <laughs> um, so that's my, like my early experience with animal crossing <laughs> yeah to those of our listeners that don't know this the turnips are things you buy in the game and you sell them for profit it's called the stock market like stock like what a turnip is and it's a really bad pun and that's the entirety of the game it's just a bunch of really bad puns uh how about you cam uh how did you first get into the animal crossing series so i wanted animal crossing when it first came out but uh, I was supposed to get it. My brother bought it for me and I was super excited. I was like, oh wow, there's animals. And then we got into a fight and he returned it. So actually playing uh, New Horizons is my first time playing Animal Crossing. And I didn't have a Switch, so I literally bought a Switch before all of this uh, shelter in place. And, um, well, okay, technically you bought the Switch. <laughs> but, <laughs> Just so I could. You bought us all a Switch, Matt. You, you, such sponsorship. Yeah, how kind. You're buying all of us a Switch. (laughs) You know they're really hard to buy right now, but. What do you mean? I love going to eBay and spending like nine hundred dollars on the Animal Crossing Switch. (laughs) The Animal Crossing Three Switch. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I know, but instead my controllers are blue and green. It's the it's close enough. Uh, I like Father Raj and Meg played Animal Crossing first on the Nintendo GameCube. Fun fact, the uh, first Animal Crossing came out on September 16th uh, of 2002, 2001, 2002. And uh, that it actually... That's the U.S. version, It came out in, in Japan like a year earlier. And I remember reading the articles and like so excited for the release in, in, in America. And, and um, it did not yeah. disappoint. Uh, it originally uh, came out on the N64 for it was actually planned for the Nintendo 64 disk drive but it was like a commercial failure so they just repurposed it as a regular N64 game but then they ported it to the GameCube for the US and it came out on my birthday of that year so I got it that day as a birthday present and I played that wow. happy birthday little <laughs> and I just remember playing those games just like I remember like the the game truly came alive to me because the game uses like the internal clock to kind of simulate the uh, passage of time. And I remember the game kind of truly came alive to me when like December rolled around and then the game celebrates Toy Day, but the equivalent is Christmas. And then I was able to experience Christmas both in real life and in a game, which was kind of fun. You thought this deeply at nine years old. <laughs> I was just like, well, I could be an adult, but not. <laughs> I could do adult-like things like pay my debt or like It wasn't wild animals? What type of childhood did you have? <laughs> I think a question that a lot of people who have never experienced Animal Crossing ask is like, what is the point of it? Like, why do you play it and why is it fun? So I'm going to go around and ask everyone, uh, why do you enjoy Animal Crossing? And I'm going to go in reverse order this time. So, uh, Cam, would you like to start? Uh, why do you like this game, being a new player to the series? To be honest, I just like it because I like animals more than most people. And so I think it's a pretty good balance. And I can do things that I can't do in real life, like grow plants. And it's kind of, it's kind of cool. It's like I'm living my best life. It's me in an alternate universe. <laughs> 
Cam, you got you got to believe in yourself. You can grow plants in real life. Succulents, succulents, cactus. You have you the one who told me that you can't keep a plant alive. Okay, that's me. We're not talking about my skills right now. But you, you have to be more nourishing than a desert. You, you can at least do some cactus. Right? Like, I didn't understand. I didn't understand that you could overwater plants. It's like you can overfeed yourself. Like. Like, no, I'll true. think about the uh, the next thing you tell me. It's called injury. gluttony. <laughs> believe, believe in yourself. There's no cap like an animal crossing. <laughs> Ten apples. It's all you get. It's how you keep your figure. You can still pull vote over. Ten apples. Ten apples, but you can eat ten turnips. All at a time. it takes is one apple to move an entire tree. You know, I just feel so so famished, so strong. <laughs> <laughs> that's the next podcast we're actually going to try that we're going to eat different fruits and see which ones allow us to uh to move trees and break rocks to uproot trees entirely. On, on the next episode of catholic myth busters <laughs> but meg uh why do you enjoy uh animal crossing i like i like the art artistic side of it like i like the aesthetic of it like I, it's just everything's so cute like it makes me so happy and like all the animals are so cute and um I think also like the little accomplishments. I think when I when I was younger, it was like, oh, I want to feel like an adult. And like now that I'm an adult, I'm like, I want to feel like I can do these adult things, but more efficiently. <laughs> and so the instant gratification of like, oh, I just like paid off my debt just by fishing and not like actually working <laughs> is really appealing. And like the discovery of, of new things like new fish because I can't fish in real life or like or or creating believe in yourself <laughs> you can fish in real life you think I can catch a koala cough in real life or whatever it is? I don't know how to say it not not with that attitude not with that attitude you can't koala koala cat I don't know I say koala can I don't know I don't even know do I really know what? tuna tuna we'll say tuna I can't really say that old wrong. fish tuna tuna how about you, Father Ash? Uh, what what do you enjoy about the Animal Crossing series? You know, um, I, I enjoy the, the simulation part of it. I enjoy the fact that, you know, you can do uh, things. Uh, you, can, <laughs> Yeah, I just like to do things. Um, <laughs> no, um, but in some sense, it's kind of uh, the completionist in me. I like the collecting. I've been collecting things all my life, like whether that was pogs back in the day or baseball cards or uh, action figures those kind of things that um and so in the game in a digital way you get to collect a lot of things right you get to collect um pieces of art you get to collect fossils fish bugs um you get to collect lawnmowers in every single color or right there's so there's something there about accomplishments and and uh, completion and, and getting things done. It's just um, for the franchise in general that's what I really like but in the newest game I what I would and I wasn't sure if I was gonna buy buy this game, but but what sold me on it was there really was a there is a kind of a, a communal sense to it. The original Animal Crossing, the only like communal way, you know, back in the day, you could you you had to share your your GameCube with with relatives or other people in the house. The only way you could communicate with them was like to leave a message on the bulletin board. And then when they uploaded the game, they would read your angry message about why why did you leave garbage in front of my house or whatever. Why don't you have pears? Um, but now, like, you can interact with people. You can, um, you can, you know, show emotions. They can visit your island. You can gift people things. Um, so in the current series, that, that's one of the things I really enjoy, the, the level of interaction. Um, you know, there's complete websites where you can interact with people in different parts of the world and 
it's it's great it's fun yeah. stuff uh i think that's an interesting point that you uh touched upon is like the uh social aspect of it because like animal crossing is like a life simulator but it's also like a, a social simulator and the distinction is like life is like very a solo kind of experience whereas a social simulator is that it simulates the social interactions that people have with one another so like you can go and talk to somebody you can meet new friends online you can trade you could do all these sorts of interactions you can kick people off your island if you don't like them. Sorry. You can sell them like a commodity. But yeah, there's this interesting aspect of how like the game is able to like, especially during a time of like sheltered places that like people are able to communicate and like hang out and like do things with one another that they wouldn't be able to otherwise just through like an internet connection. And I guess like in many ways, like that's kind of my answer is like one of the reasons why I like it is like you're able to kind of do things with people all over the world whether you're physically present or not yeah definitely social interaction it's 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 important and um yeah, i think people are finding a a fulfillment in that even digitally in so many different ways the listeners at home they can't see this but but cam is totally not looking at us she's totally in her animal crossing game right now <laughs> i'm multitasking selling villagers us. she's no. ignoring us and she's consumed in the digital world this is how much the game is um <laughs> Wow, now she's showing us uh, what's happening in I got in a villager game. in my tent at the same time. I picked up a villager. Okay, yeah. I, okay, that sounds bad out loud. Okay. <laughs> so next question I have is, now that we've discussed why we enjoy the game and kind of the experiences that kind of it offers, I'd also like to ask, uh, since there was the newly released uh, New Horizons on March 20th, how would you describe your experience in the game. So in the game, the story is that uh, the player, rec uh, not receives, but they sign up for a deserted island getaway package, which is basically a plane drops you off on a deserted island and you are expected to fend for yourself and kind of build a civilization from the ground up. You basically learned how to craft things like desks or like stools or campfires, and you kind of build a city or town from nothing. And then there's a sense of accomplishment over time where you also like make money and you also like pay off a house and stuff like that. But how would you describe uh, your first couple of days in New Horizons? And I'll let anybody uh, volunteer to answer this question. Well, the first day we got it, it was actually the first day I uh, was in shelter in place from, from work. So I was like working from home. And so my brother was like pressuring me to play it. He's like, you need to play it because when you figure this out, I'm like, why don't you play it? You're the one that picked it up. Um, so I was like the first one to play it. And it was just like this new world. And like, I regret the name that I gave my island because I didn't realize how much socializing I would do. And it was, um, but it was like, it was just really interesting because the way that they laid it out, like my family, we were just like all playing it, watching it together. Like, oh my gosh, like Nook upgraded his life. Like, what is he, he, he Timmy and Tommy at an airport? Like, oh, he owns islands. Like it was, it was just really interesting, really nostalgic. Um, and also because me and my brother are such arguelluses, the first thing we did was figure out how to do everything more efficiently. Uh, <laughs> so my, my brother and I were just like looking up ways to do this efficiently. Um, I had friends who um, got the game earlier than I did, and so they were, like, sending me stuff, and, like, it's is a fun time. I totally feel you on the idea of doing everything efficiently. I just recently went through the process of making every possible fish environment around my house and every possible rock behind my house and every single 
feasible bug like environment behind my house so i just put all of my daily routine just basically in my backyard so my brother and i before i learned how to terraform or like got the terraform ability or app or whatever we were already planning out how we're going to do the island and we we're like oh we need to make sure that we have a third tier pond somewhere because we need to keep that ecosystem for the fish <laughs> <laughs> so wow okay my efficiency was how to make bells i found like i was like oh okay like these flowers are kind of cool i was like selling them i was like yeah there's a lot of flowers all over this island and i was like is this supposed to happen and then that was like oh you have lilies you know they're super sought after and then it started my hustle <laughs> and i was like what's the most efficient way to do this I'm just going to sell all my lilies and then I'll just, you know, basically sell them all off. And then we're about a month into the game and I'm like bringing in about a million bells a week with just lilies. So I think I'm, I think I found this different sense of efficiency. Fish, fish can let go. People don't. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm impressed at how quickly Cam went from a new, t new player to the game to basically creating an entire business of selling lilies to regular customers. Like, it's insane to me. The fact that you start out with lilies, I don't know anyone else who has. How is that possible? It's my lily empire. Honestly, I didn't even realize that like you need to collect all the fruits. I was just happy I got apples because out of all the fruit choices, I was like, oh, I love apples the best. Okay, this is great. I'm doing great at this game already. How about you, Father Ash? Uh, how did you spend your first days on your island? Yeah, I, um, I came to the game pretty late. Actually, I'm, I'm not even uh, like two weeks in, I think, at this point right now, like today. Um, but I caught up to everybody. No, um, <laughs> Weird flex. Uh, no, uh the game came out in March and we've been, you know, we've been in shelter in place. And so it's actually been a very, very busy time for a priest to try and figure out a lot of things. And then Holy Week was coming up. So I, I, I although I saw a lot of my friends playing it, I knew I, I couldn't afford that distraction. So I, I made it a point that I, I wouldn't get it until um, after all those things were settled. So it, it's been a whirlwind these last couple of weeks, just trying to catch up and learn a lot of things and lots of different mechanics from uh, other games. I also played um, Pocket Camp on the phone, so um, which isn't as good, so played but a couple still of, enjoyable. Yeah, it's not, <laughs> but I mean, like so, but like in the other in, in the franchise, a lot of different mechanics, right? And so there's new things and and some old things. So a lot of my days on New Horizons have been about learning and. Uh, I'll go back to the communal aspect of it. Like people have been helpful. Like my cousin plays, some of my really good friends play. And so they've been uh, generous in their gift giving and in their advice. And then um, all all four of us, we're, we're part of a community on, um, on a uh, gaming server on Discord. And so everybody's helpful there. And that's um, been a gift. So that's what my experience has been like. I think uh, for my experience, uh... It goes back to exactly what Father Raj keeps talking about is this idea of community is that a couple of our friends, our mutual friends between us, like uh, created a discord for uh, interacting with one another in the game. And there's all these separate threads of being able to like let people know like, hey, there's this uh, NPC on my island that or like this villager is crafting something at come on over or NPC for the uninformed, non, uh, non playable yes. character for anyone listening to so. I thought it was non-person. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> non-playable game. Now you're learning. Now you're learning. And you're a true gamer now. Video game, tech, video game terminology. But yeah, uh, we started that, they, start, they started that early on. And then 
I don't know. It was interesting because the game became more than just like what was on the cartridge. It became this whole kind of like social aspect of being able to interact with one another and being able to kind of like stay connected, even though everybody's kind of stuck in their homes. But uh, speaking of villagers, the animals, the eponymous animals of the Animal Crossing series. In Animal Crossing, you have a bunch of neighbors in your set town. And they are animals. They can range from anything from bears to dogs to alligators to stuff. And I would like to ask each and every one of you, if you were an animal in Animal Crossing, what animal would you be and what personality trait would you have? So I'm going to list them now. They are cranky, jock, lazy, normal, peppy, sisterly, smug, and snooty. And I will go ahead and answer this question first. Uh... If I were an animal in Animal Crossing, I think that I would be a pig, but a very specific type of pig. There's a beach called the Pig Beach in the Bahamas, and I would be a pig there because I think our listeners, if they've been listening to our other episodes, and if you haven't, if you just pick this Animal Crossing episode, go back and listen to our other podcast episodes. They're really good. But I've... <laughs> Shameless plug. <laughs> Shameless but, plug. Like, uh, I've talked about on multiple podcast episodes that I really love the beach and I really love like the ocean. And in fact, one of the first things that I did immediately when I got New Horizons was put my house on the beach. That way I could have a beach house because like in real life, you have to worry about things like tide or tsunamis or like getting sand in your house. But in like a video game, you don't have to. So I would never live by the beach in real life, but I would in a video game. So, but I would be a pig from like pig beach. That way I'm like, kind of like this kind of like likes to eat likes to nap but also likes the sun and likes the ocean likes to swim pigs at pig beach they swim and it's the cutest thing ever but yeah my personality would probably be uh lazy not to say that i'm completely lazy like i have a good work ethic in real life i like to think but like i definitely do like to eat and snack and the villagers in animal crossing that eat and snack are the lazy ones so i feel like mine's an easy answer because I actually have a villager that's the epitome of like who I am as a person and her name is Sprinkle and if you don't know Sprinkle is a penguin and I love penguins because they just like glide on their stomachs and I'm like wow I can't do that (laughs) but my personality would definitely be peppy because Matt can attest to this like every time Sprinkle says something I'm always like wow I would say that and it's pretty great. Because she talks about like, oh, um, she like earlier today, she was like, oh, I can't talk too loud. I was practicing screamo all night. And I was like, wow, I was trying to do that the other night. (laughs) It's like she knew. (laughs) Sprinkle is my favorite villager. I have her on my island, too. She is my favorite one. (laughs) Yours is like a different sprinkle, though. Yours lives like in an ice kingdom. Like she's Elsa. It's like ice kingdom. And then she has all the shell furniture. And I'm like, wow, you're a mood. And I'm about it. (laughs) Mine has a bunk bed and she's only one person. (laughs) She just likes to sleep elevated. (laughs) She likes options. She's a flightless bird. She just wants to be close to the sky. Yeah. I gave her a popcorn machine. That way she'd match me entirely. (laughs) Uh, How about you, Father Aja? What animal do you think you would be? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what I would be. Uh, maybe a, a turtle. I've always had a fondness for turtles. Um, I also like giraffes. Um, are they, is there a giraffe in the game? There's a giraffe it. on the GameCube one, which was an yeah, NPC right? yeah. that sold clothes, but I don't but think I don't there's know. like a... Yeah, there's a camel. Oh, camel's good Ooh. too. Camel? 
I can't. <laughs> okay. But yeah, no, I, maybe a turtle. I don't know, really know what the animal I would be. I do have a lamb costume or a ram costume, so I go around in that sometimes. Um, uh, sometimes? Some, no, not in real life, in the game. <laughs> like, I don't... <laughs> For the world, I don't have an. You don't know how many times I have to ask people. I'm like, is this IRL or is this Animal Crossing? And they're like, oh, Animal Crossing. I'm like, okay, I'm less worried. Yeah, no, yeah. (laughs) In in terms of personality, can I just say real quick? Let me just stand on my soapbox. Can I just say that the the female characters have better personalities than the male characters in this game? Like the options for the female characters. (laughs) Are like there's there's an actual normal female character. There's no normal male characters, and then there's the loving sisterly yeah. character. There's not a comparative brother um, character. No, I have Julian. Julian loves everyone. Well, smug is the closest thing to like being brotherly, but smug is more like gentlemanly. Yeah. Like I am very posh and very uh, proper. But none of the yeah. So the none of, none of the male characters have those. Uh, personalities assigned to them right there's there's four personalities for males and four personalities for females and so if i had to pick one um i was thinking about this earlier it'd probably be smug and and you know i think a lot of the smug characters get misunderstood i think that's what it is right like i have a pride about you know about who i am my identity as a as a child of god and my identity as as someone who is loved and and willed into existence (laughs) And sometimes I just I want others to know that and share in that joy. Yeah. But uh, Meg's laughing like you guys can't see. See, and that's what some of the care. That's that's how that's how I think the smug characters get misunderstood in the game. Um, we're just. I just you know, thought it was the fact that they were very confident. They were confident yes. in themselves. Wow! Now they just know that they're loved. There's a certain level of confidence you need to have to be giving uh, homilies all this time. Well, yeah. So uh, you know, it, it's it's my faith. <laughs> In, in God working through me. Wow, that sounded very it's smug. The, it's the Holy Spirit. Super no, smug. we're just in the Holy Spirit. It's not me. It's not you. It's not me. It's the exactly. Holy Spirit. So maybe smug. But I do like the Uchi, the, the sisterly um, personality. I think the, the, those characters, um, I resonate with them. The ones who are, you know, willing to give a lot of stuff and, and you know, and I just think it's generous. about time that in video games the girls are are have valuable assets to them versus before they were just kind of either damsels in distress or like harlots if it was one of those medieval games or whatever. Like, no, it's <laughs> totally that's totally right. I'm glad that there are good valuable assets for the females, but but the, the, having some for the males too doesn't doesn't take that away, right? We can we can all have good. <laughs> Oh, you reminded me of a point that uh, I remember when the previous game came out for uh, Animal Crossing New Leaf, there were reports that uh, the player base for Animal Crossing was 56% female, which is an interesting stat that I think is interesting for the series. So how about you, Meg? I would want to be a platypus because <laughs> I've always just loved platypi. <laughs> is that the plural? Nice. <laughs> Because octopus is o- octopi, right? I have no idea. <laughs> I can't check. confirm. Can we get a fact check? Can it just be platypus? But like you like hold out the S and be a platypus. <laughs> I'm gonna platypus. go with that. I think it is platypus. Like just like moose. Like the the plural moose. for moose isn't isn't meese. It's not mooses. Oh, it's not. It's mice. Oh, no. It's mice. Anyways, I would be a platypus just because. You know, like, I like the idea of people not being able to guess what you are, you know, and, like, having to dive into that conversation to understand you. 
Uh, and also, I was always a fan of Perry the Platypus, so that's just another thing. Uh, my personality type, I think I would go with, with sisterly, just because that's, maybe that's that's me in real life. I feel kind of cocky saying that, but <laughs> I like the idea of being not I a mean, leader. That you are a people. sister. Yeah. <laughs> You're actually I, a I sister. And I am so. an actual sister. I'm a little sister. And I'm an Enneagram too, so like I have like the helper personality, I guess. I feel like one of the personality traits of sisterly, though, is like also being like motherly, like having a lot of empathy and caring about the other villagers and stuff. I thought sisterly was the one with all the with all the chisme. Like, is that not sisterly? It's all those things. Mm. I want a mouse, but see, I think it makes sense if it's a mouse because then it's cheese. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> How long have you been waiting to drop that one, Cam? She wrote that before the podcast and was ready to drop it. I wrote that this morning. <laughs> okay, so we've been doing a lot of examining about ourselves, but let's start uh, dipping our feet a little bit more into looking at Animal Crossing from uh, the Catholic lens. And a uh, good little icebreaker question is uh, a little related to the previous question, but if Jesus were in Animal Crossing, what animal would he be? And... What would be his personality type be and his house and his favorite activities? I would think like a lion like Aslan in like Chronicles of Narnia or a lamb because, yeah, very biblical. Lamb that was slain. Yeah, I, uh, I have nothing to add. I think Meg's <laughs> got it. <laughs> those, are, those are good. Maybe an, an eagle. There are eagles in the game. And so, you know, like the eagle's you know, wings. There you go. You know. I was gonna go with the lamb answer. Yep. <laughs> I was just about to sing. Or or the octopus because that's like the most sought out and most rare one, right? Ooh, like a... that's that's true. Do you guys have octopus on your on your islands? I have one. Is it is it Zucker? No, I have um. Uh, oh, I just forgot. Oh, Octavian. Apparently, a lot of people want Zucker. It's weird. Because he's like a takoyaki. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe yeah, that's true. Maybe the, the uh, our Lord, if he were in Animal Crossing, this is such a strange question. <laughs> but if our Lord was in Animal Crossing, maybe he'd be one of the animals that's like food, because like um, the Lord is both human and divine, right? But he's also um, we're also meant to consume him, to eat him. So it's like that mystery of of who he is is both tangible and real, and we've got to eat his flesh. So I don't know, maybe one of those animals that that looks like food. I've got a I've got a sheep. Oh, maybe that's totally it. I have a sheep that's like a. Like a hamburger, also Frida. Is like the wool, like kind of colored, so it looks like hamburger, or what is it? She like has hamburgers as her ram hole. What? (laughs) That's interesting. I wouldn't say this specifically for Christ himself, but I feel like a favorite activity for the apostles would obviously be fishing because they were called to be fishers of men instead of fish. But I don't know. Maybe like Christ fished a lot. I don't know if there's any sort of evidence empirical evidence of that but i think that would be a really interesting concept well he's a carpenter so he's probably the Ooh, diy, DIY. you're absolutely like right <laughs> oh yeah he would have a bunch of the uh celeste diys relating to uh lights and uh christmas but and... not a sh- not astrology <laughs> there'd be no more celeste is what i'm hearing <laughs> <laughs> it'd be jesus this is sort of like a funny question and i guess it's related to kind of like our favorite kind of segment on the show, but like, do the anthropomorphic animals in Animal Crossing have souls and should we evangelize to them? Yeah, Ian's not here tonight, so I'm going to go in and say that, uh, you know, in different universes, you know, we don't know. We don't know how, how universes work, but living things uh, have souls, uh, souls on a different level. Even, you know, here on Earth, animals have souls, but they're not infinite, eternal. They don't have uh, 
rational souls like a human has freedom uh intellect love those kind of things um they can be intelligent they can act but not in the same way that humans can but like in animal crossing it's confusing right because because um they have they do have reason they do have emotions they have feelings and they make decisions and choices so you know are there souls like humans in the game in this universe it seems like they do and if that's the case if we want what's best for them if we care about them then we're not just using them as villagers on our island or commodities that we sell in and uh cam. <laughs> trade cam we're, we're getting to that um, but if if the if we're living on that island and we care about them yeah, we should evangelize them. We should. And what does that mean in Animal Crossing? Well, we want them to have the best. So we want them to share in our turnip profits. <laughs> we don't just give them uh, shells we picked up. We give them things that we created, or or good furniture, like. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we don't just we don't just give them the fish we don't want to sell. We teach them how to fish. Yeah. Right. Is that, is that how Instead of them standing by a pond with no fish shadow, I'm like, do you? It's so sad. It's so sad. And then they're complaining that I don't. You know, I, I just want to catch a fish. I'm like, well, be better. Do better. <laughs> but I do find it interesting, like the idea of that. We don't know. Like, I think it's interesting to explore that question because when it comes to like things like aliens or like anthropomorphic animals or like. Stuff like that. Sure, I mean, we we don't we don't know, right? But to imagine what a god would look like, I mean, uh, Meg mentioned Chronicles of Narnia earlier, and so that's what those things teach us. That okay, in a in a fantasy world, how can love be portrayed, or how can goodness still be portrayed? And, and I think that's what's helpful in a game like this too, to to see how interaction in a fantasy world can teach us about interacting in the real world. But what would being saved be like in a world like Animal Crossing, like? What what is what would sin look like other than commodifying your villagers camp? <laughs> Hitting your villagers with your bug nets, yeah, uh, yeah. shoving them into the airport so that your friends can meet them. <laughs> That's a great question. I mean, well, I'll put it this way: it, this a game like this is considered open ended, right? Like it, it it never ends. It doesn't have an end, mm-hmm. and um, there's no goal uh, ultimately. You, like actually, the credits roll through this game pretty fast, right? Like after as soon as you get KK a KK. I think some people can get there within a week, right? Or I don't know what the, the time frame is. but So there really is no end and it keeps going. But for us Catholics, to know what the end is, to know that there's a heavenly banquet that we're trying to get to, that's so incredibly important. It, it, it changes everything. It changes how we live. And so what what does salvation in a, in a world like this look like? I don't know. It, it, in some ways, it just means living your best life, right? In, in that world, like helping them to live the best life. But that's never ending, and it's always you're always gonna be working towards it. Yeah, yeah, and it's very beautiful the way you put it. Is like the idea that we want what's best and the highest good for the people kind of we encounter, whether they're animals or they're other people. And I think that's a great segue into our next question. Describe the social interactions you've had in Animal Crossing. How do they relate to building community in the church? Uh, to kind of give a little background to this question, and I'll repeat it when I'm after, I think it's interesting and worth uh, mentioning that Animal Crossing was developed by uh, creator Katsuya Eguchi. And the idea for this game came from that when he was hired to start working at Nintendo, he moved over 300 miles away to work in uh, Kyoto. And he had to move away from friends and family, and he lacked that sort of like social interaction with the people that were closest to him. And the idea that he created this game was the idea that 
creating a virtual world where people could still get that sense of community. Uh, I believe he stated that like the three pillars, like the three themes that the game kind of builds upon is the idea of friendship, family, and community. How does that kind of relate to our interactions both in the game and in the church? For for me, the first thing I think of, like the, the kind of two levels that I think of is like with my own, like literal, like my immediate family that I am in shelter in place with. Um, and then like my friends and community that I interact with through Animal Crossing too. I think for my family, it's me, my brother and my dad who are all sharing this switch, who are all sharing in this island and the amount of communication that we have like the fact that we talk in animal crossing voices to each other or like use animal crossing reactions in real (laughs) life um the fact that like we communicate like oh who's gonna play and like we have different shifts and like we make it a point to make sure everyone gets to play evenly i started playing first and so when my brother was playing next like i would hand off things to him to make it easier for him and then when my dad played we would like help him like show him the tricks of the trade and like so it's just like become a very like integral part of our family as we're shelter and placing like interacting with each other like this and communicating how we want our island to look and my mom uses my dad's account too and then on like the community level our our island has become like a a party spot sometimes like for the last two Sundays we've had swap meets (laughs) um my brother and like our other friends have like set up like obstacle courses on our island which has gone in a way of my exterior design plans but uh, (laughs) it's not aesthetic it's great for taking pictures (laughs) (laughs) but it's 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 been fun because like even like my my best friend Bree, like she lives like five minutes away, but we can't really like see each other in person. And so like at night we'll like meet up on each other's islands and we'll be on the phone and we'll talk and catch up while we're like stargazing or like wishing on stars together. And so it's been like a nice way for us to still keep that aspect of like meeting one on one and like giving each other gifts that we have because that's a part of our friendship. So it's it's been it's been fun. It's been like kind of emotional to think about like this is like the way that we've been interacting but we feel we still feel connected and it's it's beautiful that animal crossing can do that yeah for me one of the nice things uh, to see is that in, in the game because it's it's limited you soon learn that you get extra stuff meg mentioned that like like she was giving stuff to her um, family members who were in the game and um i've had that experience too right like um, right now actually i was just trading fossils with with Meg's brother, with Rens, right? We all know Rens from uh, other Truly Universal podcasts from Urban Picks. And so I was just, he had extras of something. Um, I had extras of something and we, we traded. And this recognition that everything that we get, we can give, we can be generous, right? That that even within a, in a digital world, it's this echo of what it means to be human, um, that there is really no value in just hoarding things for, for one another. One of the mechanics in the, this new game, New Horizons, is that you can um, catalog things, right? So there's a gift in like allowing somebody else to do that because something that you've experienced, they can then experience uh, on their own as well. And um, there's you don't lose anything necessarily by sharing that experience with them. And um, I know in my own life, I've, I've experienced that in so many different ways, whether that's the faith, whether that's encounters with truth and beauty, um, whatever has been gifted to us, we are meant to share and that is totally catholic teaching 101 that is totally what it means to be be human yeah that this idea of like charity and generosity and that nothing we own is truly ours it's always a gift from god from one another from the holy spirit 
you know? I think, I don't know. I don't, I think for me, it kind of relates to even just like my own like ministry life, right? Like, you know, one person and that person knows another person. And I think for me, like I can relate to that when it comes to like Animal Crossing, because for example, like I had met a, um, another player online through Nookazon and like while she did first come, you know, just for like a trade transaction, um, we ended up like becoming friends and it was like, okay, I only needed that one friend to kind of just like bring me in and I went to her island and then she had friends there. So then now I'm also connected with her friends and I think it's kind of relates to um, like just building that, that building that community because you only really need that one person, right? That's for me, like that's been my experience when it came to like evangelization. Like I only needed that one person to bring me in to help build that community. When I first started playing Animal Crossing, I really only knew that Matt and Mark were playing and I was like, wow, I need to find other friends. <laughs> and uh, we love this game. <laughs> and then all of a sudden I'm part of a discord and there's so many people that I don't even know but it's kind of cool to think like, oh, I don't know you, but my friends know you, so I must trust you. And it kind of builds that community. I think it's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. I think it's interesting how the game allows a lot of people in Shelter in Place to kind of be able to continue to experience certain things that they wouldn't be able to otherwise. And I relate that to the idea that I've really seen during this kind of Shelter in Place, like the ideas that Yes, it's sad that we are not able to do things like go to Mass or like receive the Eucharist and stuff like that. But I've also seen the church do a lot of beautiful things. Like, uh, I think it's interesting that there are a lot of experiences that I wouldn't have been able to experience otherwise. Like, I remember that me, my brother, and Cam were able to experience Mass with uh, Father Mike Schmidt. And we are like huge fans of like listening to his like talks and stuff like that. And that's like something we wouldn't normally be able to do because like, unless we like flew out to him. But like the idea that you can like go every Sunday to like listen to like a priest from, I don't know, from the East Coast or like from SoCal or from, Minnesota. I don't know, Michigan Isn't he or from Minnesota. Minnesota. Wait, wait, hold well, on. No, I'm just... You're not watching my masses, Matt. <laughs> I mean, wait, hold on. Hey, wait, hold on. If I'm... <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just putting it out there. We usually, we only started watching that because it was earlier in the day and we weren't really sure what time Father Glenn goes on. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. I forgive you for not watching my mass. My mass is actually at 7 a.m. So I know it's too early. <laughs> For many of you. But we're the universal church, so it's all the same mass, right? That's true. Yeah, You're right. Exactly, That's right. right. Does it matter? Yeah. <laughs> Truly universal, right? <laughs> but yeah, like being being able to like experience stuff that we weren't able to, it, I see that sort of experience in Animal Crossing and I also kind of been seeing it for the past couple of months. Moving on to our next question. Uh, there's a lot of social interactions that people have that are positive in Animal Crossing, but... Uh, there's also some not so positive uh, experiences that people have in Animal Crossing. Uh, one of the big aspects of the game is the idea that people can kind of trade items or like barter or buy or sell. And one of the questions that I genuinely wanted to tackle is, uh, is it ethical to scam or steal from someone virtually? If you're playing a fictional game and the items in the game are fictional and they don't really exist in the physical plane is it ethical to steal or scam them? It's still against the commandment. Like you shall not bear false witness. Like you're bearing false witness by saying you have a certain item and not having it or saying you will exchange a certain amount of bells or a nook mile ticket for something and then not. 
it's still messing with the trust that people have between one another and and the relational aspect. Yeah, and then and there's also a, a, a problem with justice, right? Like um, usually somebody has done something in the game, um, they've put in some work or sacrifice, even if that's just time to get what they they have and to to scam somebody else out of that is unjust. The basic answer to that question is, yeah, it's it's not a good thing ever to take advantage of other people. Um, it's not a good thing to to bear false witness or do something unjust or or lie, all those things. Yeah, no, no bueno. I think that also leads to another question that I have, and it kind of relates to, we had discussions in uh, the previous episode of Truly Universal, the uh, the Inception episode, is the idea of kind of your intentionality and kind of your identity and kind of like what kind of person that you uh, take on, kind of like how uh, Eames in Inception kind of disguises himself as somebody else. But like, one of the questions I wanted to ask that kind of is more less of an immersive question about Animal Crossing, but more of a question, and I guess I guess the previous question was not immersive, but like, uh, this question is, should you act differently virtually than you would in real life? And is it ethical to take on a persona? Because I feel like a lot of people play this game and some people like take on personas, whether they play any sort of like fictional video game, like an MMORPG or any sort of like with a social aspect. If I take on the personality of someone else, like I say, like I'm a thief or like I'm a, I don't know, a rocker or something like that. Is that ethical or is it bearing false witness to do that sort of thing? I think it goes to the discussion we were having earlier about like, okay, in a game, you, you understand, right? The rules of the game is that people are, are, are being imaginative and creative and nobody, nobody expects you to really be um, a Jedi, right? Like, you jump <laughs> on an island, like, you know, nobody expects you to really to be... To be Thor. To be Thor or um, any other the superheroes that you see or, or Moana, right? No, nobody's like... Oh, you you know, it's it's understood, right? In the systems that are in place in the game, it's understood. So now if you're doing that to escape your own identity or you're doing it because um, uh, you're trying to make that more real, the video game life, than, than what's actually in real life, then, then I, would, I would say there's probably an opportunity to, to grow in virtue there, right? Like not to, to say like, okay, rather than just escaping, what can I do in my real life to um, become better, right? To, to the relationships that I have. I think it goes to another question that you're going you're gonna to ask later, but, you know, like about doing chores. Like, why do we do chores in, in Animal Crossing, but we don't do them in real life? <laughs> Right, like we can like kill flowers. We've discussed this. Yeah, well, but but so there's there's a thing about leisure, right? And we we in the church we know that leisure is a good thing. So if if this is like you know imagination, creativity, having fun, having leisure, that's that's totally fine to to play different characters or have a different persona. But but if it's um at the cost of living who you really are in real life, then then that's something yeah. you want to evaluate. So. If I go into Disneyland, I I am knowing the experience that the princesses and then the princes are actually them. They're just taking on persona, so they're not lying to me because I know that they're taking on a persona. Is, is There's an understanding thing? that it's like art. They're just playing dress up. <laughs> yeah. 
It's just cosplaying, okay? We're just cosplaying as little people. <laughs> like, I think about my character, and my character right now has, like, teal hair. And, like, once upon a time, I actually had that same color hair. And so I'm just, like, my current Animal Crossing character is me two years ago. Um, but also, like, I have a room in my house where everything's, like, pink and pastel which is not what I would do in real life. Um, but for some reason, like, I talk about, like, with some of my friends about this. I'm like, why am I more extra on Animal Crossing than in real life? Um, because there's like nothing to lose there and because like it's because game, you're not spending real money and you're not spending real money <laughs> yeah. and in the game there's an understanding that you are extra in that game it's like it's there's yeah like you yeah like i paid fifty thousand bells for a tricycle today i would not do that in real life right <laughs> where would you find bells <laughs> what's the exchange rate from a uh, bell to dollar that's a great question <laughs> i think a nook mile is a dollar <laughs> it's like a gift card you know like you could choose what you want to do with it you can give it to someone else no one's gonna know i don't know i think a nook mile is pretty sweet like i could get a voucher to take a flight anywhere in the world i think that's pretty pretty well, it's sweet. not anywhere in the world it's wherever they want to bring you <laughs> <laughs> yeah but it's somewhere i've never Unless been it's a friend so. <laughs> but yeah who knows it's the same five islands every time <laughs> that would be trippy that would be the biggest lie in animal crossing is that they just re like populate the island so going back to uh, Animal Crossing, like the idea of it, and Father Raj touched on this uh, earlier, uh, a question I wanted to ask is, why do we find it cathartic to do things like pay off debts, do chores in Animal Crossing? And what kind of catharsis can we find in our own spiritual lives by going out and doing things in the world? I didn't want to talk first. I feel like I talk first a lot. <laughs> um... <laughs> So this brings me back to like my original thought in terms of why I enjoy Animal Crossing. And there's that instant gratification to everything. And there's like also a uniformity. I was listening to my mom as she was just like in awe of of the terraforming I was doing. And she was like, it's so easy in real life. You couldn't you couldn't do that. You couldn't just like take away parts of a cliff square by square so cleanly. Like you'd have to think about where does the dirt go? You have to pay like a hundred dollars a day to have it in a have it in a container outside your house. Like you can't it doesn't just disappear. Um and so like there's this instant gratification to it all and like there's a lack of I don't think there isn't much consequence unless you you missed a day of recording your turnip prices to see if there's going to be a spike um but there's like a lack of consequences to what you do like you can only really gain I guess um and so like doing chores or talking to people even on Animal Crossing you get nook miles for it you get points for it you get bells for it and so it's it, yeah it's that instant gratification aspect and it's the the lack of of consequences like you don't get tired from uprooting 10 trees <laughs> because it's just your thumbs like and not your like actual body and so yeah i would add on to that that there's just a um there's a uh a joy in a fantasy world like this where you can to some degree live out who you are as a as a creator, right? And all of us have creativity. We share in in the creator's creativity. It's not our own, but in Animal Crossing or games like this, that creativity comes to life. And and in some ways we can do that without the difficult thing, which is work or sacrifice, the consequences that Meg was talking about. So it's it's kind of cool to see end products faster 
because then that's that's again the goal we want to see goodness and, and beauty but um we don't have to wait like you know we like we don't have to suffer and that's why it's easy in the game um but then and then you think about it though if we put it into real life like okay it's satisfying right now in the game especially in a time when we couldn't um interact or accomplish the things that we want to accomplish um in the ways that we were able to do them before but in in real life we know that there's so many things that are actually way more satisfying than doing things in a game um whether that is completing a degree and so shout out to all those graduates this year that even though you may not be oh cam yeah um, even though you may not be recognized or whatever in this difficult time, you know that there's a deep satisfaction about the work that you put in. Even if it, it even though like you didn't get like instant gratification, you know that it's going to be beneficial, right? Everything that you you put in, it, it wasn't it wasn't wasted. Yeah, I think it's interesting that that there's this sort of like uh, I don't know, kind of gratification in like and sense of accomplishment when you kind of like see your town coming together or your room or your relationship with a villager or any sort of milestone that you accomplish in the game. And I think of it as an interesting kind of parallel to real life that the accomplishments in Animal Crossing are a lot easier to meet than in real life, unless, I don't know, you're lucky or something like that. But like in real life, there's a certain catharsis that we kind of gain from being able to do things like help one another or exercise that sort of charity and generosity you were talking about earlier. I think of like uh, The Good Place where like uh, Eleanor uh, learns for the first time like oh like the idea of letting someone cut in front of her in line and she's like why don't you go on ahead? <laughs> like the idea of like oh like doing something for another person can kind of and I think it's kind of like our conscience but also the Holy Spirit kind of guiding us towards back the people that we are meant to be and ought to be. And that kind of ties us back to the Father and how we are creating God's image and the idea that we are we are made to be more like him. And there's less complication in being generous to others. Like we're all kind of on the same playing field. Like you know, you know that you can help others and you know you have the capacity to do that because it's so simple. Like it really like the generosity comes down to helping, giving someone a tool or giving someone a DIY. Uh, whereas like in the real world, it's so much more complicated to be generous to your friends. Like, am I giving the right gift? Will they like it? Um, like, are there other kind of ethical things that come along with me being this generous to a human being or giving them something? Um, whereas in Animal Crossing, it's just like very simple. It's like, you need to learn how to make an axe. I could teach you or I can I give you I got you. <laughs> like, like, it's so simple. And so it's like so easy to be like that good Samaritan to people. Whereas like in real life, there's all these other complications that, that get in our way that make us overthink it. Man, I feel like the unpopular opinion because I don't know, like Matt can attest to this. I had a person who did a transaction on my island and their shovel broke. And I genuinely had to think for a second, like, do I even want to give them a shovel? <laughs> 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 I don't know. I feel like I don't get that same satisfaction. Like, do I think that's why I guess it's kind of different with me because I'm like, oh, it's just a game. Like, it doesn't affect you. Like, okay, maybe it ruins your hour, but like, you'll get over it, you know? And I don't know. I never really wanted to pay off my debt. I paid it off today or yesterday. And it was only because Matt pressured me to. <laughs> because he's just like I if he, suggested to he's like oh if you have this many bells you should be able to pay off your debt and I'm like or I can just not pay it off but I don't know I guess I just I don't find it like more desirable I guess or just because I'm like 
when I'm doing it for a person I know or like a person, even a person I don't know, just a person I can see, I can see the works I'm doing or like I can feel it versus like in a game, I'm just kind of like, I water my flowers because I'm trying to make a profit. Like I feel like I, okay, man, that makes my game playing sound selfish. Like at the end of the day, I'm kind of like, I water my flowers because I know if I don't make hybrid flowers, I'm not gonna have a profit. I give people a shovel because if not, they're gonna write me a bad review. I guess I don't connect, I think I connect to my game life. Like it's totally disconnected from my like in-person life. I think the point that we were trying to make across is the idea that it can serve as a model. And like the actions in the game, like Meg was saying, are less complicated than the ones in real life. But it can kind of like, I think one of the themes that the game has is this idea of like it kind of encourages you to do good things for people like when you talk to a villager after a while it's like oh like do you want to give them a gift and it's trying to convince you like oh like to give them a gift you might not be the type of person who would give people gifts in real life but it's sort of like training your mind the same way like uh in the good place like uh chidi kind of trains Eleanor's mind to kind of do good things before actually learning to do them for the right reasons. So I don't know. I think the game is has this very interesting concept of encouraging people to do like good things that they might translate into real life. Yeah, it's not it's like like any game or any fantasy or any reading a book. Like it's not going to be exactly like what our lives are supposed to be like, but but like little things can help us um, grow in virtue, or it can it can, and it's ultimately our choice, right? It can allow it to, to be a good thing or a bad thing, um, or it could just be leisure, as Cam was saying. Like it's just a game, and, and um, but even that, like I, I think, you're playing it for a reason. You're getting enjoyment, right, Cam? And and even even though you may not want to pay off your debt, you want to make bells, and that is a a good, right? You see that as a good, and you're trying to accomplish something, and in the in the work that you put, you see that sacrifice does pay off, whether that's the work you put into watering your flowers and then it pays off in getting bells. That it's, um, you know, it's not, it's not wasted. I love this concept of like the, the sacrifice that you put into the game is like you, there's, there's something that comes out of it. And I think there's something very valuable that we can learn from that to apply into our own lives. Yeah, even if, even if the value is like, I got to get you know enjoy something or interact with friends or interact with strangers, right? There's there's value all around. Or interact with NPCs. Yeah. <laughs> yes, which I now know what they stand for. Okay, and now for uh, something a little bit more lighthearted. Uh, going back to the idea that Animal Crossing: New Horizons is a game where you're basically put on a deserted island to kind of fend for yourself and build civilization from the ground up. Um, I'm gonna end with light question. We're gonna play. Uh, deserted island uh if you've seen like there's an episode of the office where they play deserted island they say it as desert island which a desert island to me just sounds like an oasis or like i don't know where sahara lives but uh deserted besides island, las vegas and nevada <laughs> <laughs> well yeah she just lives on other people's islands she's like the couch surfer <laughs> but yeah anyone who's ever never played this game before it's really simple it's like you're put on a deserted island and i'm going to name a category and then you have to pick Five things that you would choose in that category that you would have to use or experience for the rest of your life. Like you can't, like those are the only ones. So (laughs) related to truly in universal fashion, this is going to be uh, 
film and media. So, okay, if you were stranded on a deserted island, what are five movies or TV shows that you will watch for the rest of your life? So stressed. I'm indecisive. This is hard. I don't watch a lot of TV. And those are the only things. Like you have basically, like I don't know, DVR or laptop, and those are the only things on it. So your only form of entertainment is just those five. I had to do this on the last Truly Universal podcast I just appeared on. Uh, I have to ask some clarifying questions, right? Like, am I getting new episodes of these TV shows? No, it's just whatever aired. Whatever whatever existed at the day I leave for the Zazar Island. Yes, exactly. Oh, we could could do series too, not just movies? Yes. Go ahead, do series. I know, that changes things. Um, (laughs) All right, I'll go. I'm just going to start naming things. Uh, I I probably pick a, a few like comedy movies that I you know I can always go to, um. So or just lighthearted family kind of movies that I always enjoy. So I'll say I'll say The Goonies is one that I always um can watch over and over again. And I'll say uh Mighty Ducks one, two, and three. I'm just gonna like the package box, the DVD package <laughs> box of all okay. three. <laughs> So um, I break rules on I break rules on these podcasts all the time. Um, so that's so there's so far that's two items. I'm gonna go with I'm a big I'm a big fan of um, game shows. So I'm gonna say Jeopardy because keep learning. By the end of you know there's a lot of episodes on Jeopardy. Maybe the the Simpsons because there's lots of episodes there. Right? You have like twenty something seasons now, and then some some sports. I don't know how do you how do you quantify sports like you can't you can't bring it Raj I can't bring I can't pick, bring pick this. your favorite year Wait, Mighty Ducks is about hockey you're fine that's your sports movie. like actual sports um, oh anyway okay I, I give up on the question but those are like the basics Meg you have a pained expression on your face because <laughs> it's so hard okay Make wait hold on. no 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 it's it's gonna be a lot of series it's gonna be Community Brooklyn Nine Nine. Parks and Rec, Gilmore Girls, and because Father Raj did it, the entire Harry Potter series. There you go. <laughs> Those are all my feel goods. Those are all my feel goods. <laughs> what about you, Cam? I don't know. I don't watch a lot of movies or shows. I'm trying to think. What are shows I like watching? Uh, 90 I... Day Fiance, Love is Blind. <laughs> the Good Place. The Good Place. The Good Place. <laughs> Yeah, but then it makes me sad. So I don't want things that are sad. So I'll go with, oh, actually, no, all my shows are sad. Okay. I like House just because I'm like, wow, I love that level of sarcasm. And Criminal Minds because I've, like, hardcore watched every episode. I don't know. What other other things do I watch? Okay, I guess I'll throw a good place in there. Um, Oh, I'll put Sister Act 2 because I know almost every word of the whole movie. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and ooh, we're gonna stop at four i can't think of the fifth one. Oh, oh, no i thought of it bathroom a disney movie in there we're gonna put hercules that way it feels almost educational <laughs> almost educational. even though it's the wrong greek mythology <laughs> that's why i said almost i think for me i would put in the Good Place, which I mentioned already, and I would also put Boy Meets World. I put those two shows because I really love shows that I walk away with some sort of lesson. Oh, uh, Boy like... Meets World, I should have picked that. Are we on the same island, Matt? Are we allowed to share? <laughs> nope, you're on your own island. Uh, it's like Animal Crossing. Even with my Nook Miles <laughs> ticket? <laughs> Maybe if you could get the Nook Miles ticket for the Dodo code, they'll the randomly code. drop you off. 
I'm gonna come. Wa- I'm just gonna come over to watch Boy Meets World. <laughs> but I watch those. I'd watch uh, Rush Hour Two because that's just a movie I can never get tired of. Like I love watching that. I think that's my favorite buddy cop movie just because of how hilarious it is. Okay, I would also put Mulan. And I would also put Into the Spider-Verse because I just think it's super artsy and it's just like very imaginative. If I had another slot, I'd probably put Doctor Strange, but I like Spider-Man more, so I'm going to put (laughs) Spider-Man. But yeah, thank you for joining us for this episode of Animal Crossing. No, not Animal Crossing, truly universal. (laughs) I have Animal Crossing on the brain, but thank you. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Truly Universal. We'll just have everybody sign off. I'm Matt. I'm Meg. I'm Cam. I'm Father Raj. And we will see you guys next time on a different island. We'll send you the Dota code. Truly Universal is a production of Urban Picks. All things to all. Theme song by Demi Guevara. Audio production by Ethan Coe. Outro song by Chris Cabillis. You can find all of our content on our website, www.urbanpix.com slash trulyuniversal. Please like and subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you would like to contact us, please send us an email at trulyuniversal at urbanpix.com. We'd love to know what your favorite television shows and movies are. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you guys next time.